KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna Beach. Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Morning, Laguna Beach. This is Craig here on Rainbow Radio. So happy to be here on this. What uh, I we can't say chilly because the rest of the world is, the rest of the nation is chilly. We're not really chilly. We're we're very comfortable here in Laguna Beach at fifty six degrees here. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. As as I say every every month, every Saturday. Sometimes all as we want to know is the weather report. So without further ado, it's 60 degrees, cloudy early with peaks of sunshine expected late, high around 60 degrees, wind southwest 10 to 20 miles an hour. And the good news is that it's mostly cloudy today and Monday and Tuesday, it's partly cloudy. But Wednesday, the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20, 21, 22, Sunny degrees, 65 to 71 degrees. So the week coming up is fabulous. I want to. I, I wonder how many of you were rocking out with the doc just before me. He's great. And his music, I have to admit, I know all of them. Uh, <laughs> I might be dating myself, but that's all right. Uh, I love his music, and I love what he's doing here, and he's new here. And, uh, yeah, I just want to give him a warm welcome. He does take dedications, and you can text or call in to him uh, however you feel. He seems like a really nice guy, <laughs> and he's a doctor. So if I pass out in the studio, we've got emergency care on the, I think, what well, says he's a doc? I, I don't know. Maybe he's a doc of, uh, like my dad was, <laughs> doctor of mortuary science, which is, well, let's not go there, but he was. <laughs> Uh, you can imagine what that might be. But anyway, uh, let's give a warm welcome to uh, Rockin' with the Doc every Saturday morning from 8 to 9. And then we roll into Rainbow Radio here on KX 104.7, Human Crafted Radio. That's moi. <laughs> so, um, 
You know, I, uh, well, also I want to thank our sponsor, Mike Johnson, and get some of the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, he's uh, been with us for three or four years now, and we appreciate him. Compass Realty. And he has uh, a listing. I just saw that we they've got a markdown listing yes, just this week. And usually today and tomorrow he does open houses. So if, you, if you're interested, check out Mike Johnson, Compass Realty. You can Google him and, and he'll just pop right in there. Um, on A little bit more on the weather, too. I, I've been meaning to say this. Uh, it's, it's an anomaly that happens here. Uh, and I find it interesting, and some uh, someone turned me on to it because it does make sense. Catalina Island is just off of the coast here in, in Laguna Beach. If you're not familiar and you're listening from Dubai or wherever you are around the world, because I know I'm global. <laughs> I am. I'm global. And don't, for, don't you forget it. <laughs> so if you're... Uh, Catalina is 26 miles. Matter of fact, there was a song that made reference to that. 26 miles off uh, California's Catalina Island. It's a wonderful place. It's a fun place to go and have lunch and karaoke in the evening, and and then catch the last the last ferry back. Or they do have some bed and breakfast and some uh, accommodations there, and you can hike and you can do all sorts of fun things out there. But my point is, when it comes to the weather, there's a phenomenon where you look out and it looks like the ocean is going infinite you can look at you think look like you can see almost to hawaii if the earth weren't curved and catalina island's not there but it's just the way the fog sets out there that looks like there's no island so i have friends that say oh they hauled the island off it's not there and then some days when you look at it, it looks like you could swim over there but don't try it it's not or or ski to or uh uh Jet ski, no. Uh, uh, um, it's it's 26 miles is a long ways with winds and currents and everything, so don't try it. But anyway, uh, so some days it looks like it's just right offshore. So the mystery of Catalina Island, it's a weather phenomenon, much like uh, the Titanic when it couldn't see the iceberg because there was low clouds on the ocean that obstructed it, but it looked like the ocean was going on and on and on, such as the story with Catalina Island. So today they hauled it off. It's not there. So don't plan on going, folks. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Catalina Island always stays where it is. But this, uh, I thought I would just mention that. I found it. I found it kind of curious and interesting. A phenomenon. Now back to the, the lovely Rainbow Radio. You know, I have been promising uh, guests on the show, the program, because. I think you, you shouldn't have a steady diet of Cooley, you know. I mean, he, he likes his program, and he's here every week <laughs> for the last four years. However, maybe you want a little different spin on things. So as you know, may know, um, fairly recently I had Dos Padres, uh, which is were two um, gay men who have uh, two fabulous kids, and their dogs, and there's, uh, I don't know, I, they've been, um, they I, they had a book out, and there's been some uh, PR about them as, as really cool parents. And I tell you, I, well, I guess I'll tell you a little story. When I was a little kid, uh, my dad was not, he, he didn't have the capacity of showing a lot of affection. And in fact, when I tried to show him some from me, he laughed at me. Uh, he just wasn't equipped for it. So I missed that part where your dad maybe grabs you by the hair and, and I don't know, jokes with you and 
and uh, there, or a hug or a pat on the back, you know, it wasn't there. He, in his own way, he cared. I knew that, but it wasn't. So when I see a parent with a kid on their shoulders and the kid's laughing and giggling and he's on daddy's shoulders and he's way up there in the air, I, I just, it brings a tear to my eye. I just think good, good, good deal. Good. That's really nice. So I was telling these two guys about some of my experiences and the, as they were sharing theirs and as guests recently, and that's Dos Padres. And I said, one of the most wonderful things I see is when I see kids on, on their parents' shoulders and they're walking down the street and lo and behold, after the show, they went and got their kids on their shoulders and took photographs ugh, and sent them to me. And well, I was a mess. I have to say, I was like, Oh, look at that. And the kids are laughing and they're on their shoulders and they're walking down the street. And what a wonderful uh, couple of guys. Well, I can't be outdone with that. So now we have, I, I guess we could say tres padres because there's three parents that have a child and three dogs. And there was a book out. Uh, uh, one of them uh, is Ian and uh, he's a teaching doctor. And uh, he, I don't, I don't know if they're married. We'll get all the story, but there's three, three male adults in the family, and there's one child. I don't know if the child is male or female. I, but they have and three dog, three shaggy dogs. There's a fabulous picture. Of them. They're going to be my guests, I believe, on the 26th, maybe the 20th, but it may be the 26th, um, the following week. So maybe it's next week. They haven't. They got a schedule thing, but they're coming up, folks. And I think it will be really interesting to to dive in with these uh, these guests that I'm going to have on. And uh, they're they're in San they live in San Diego, and there's a local California story with it, and I, I love it. And then I also have uh, another uh, another guest, um, and he has a book out about his life's experiences. And, and I, I that will be the other weekend, whichever weekend these are. They're not settled, but I just, I guess I shouldn't even be going on except to say, okay, that I have guests coming and they're wonderful ones. They're exciting ones. So um, stay tuned folks for uh, the next week and the week after we'll have two different guests uh, and we'll catch up on what's going on in the world. You know, I, I think that's a wonderful thing. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, I as as I like to do about this time of the of the morning is is go over this day in history to start it off, and that's what we're going to do next on this day in history, live from KX. But you know, it was kind of light on history, as I have to say. Uh, there wasn't a ton of stuff going on, but that's okay. It'll be short and sweet. How about that? Oh, and shout out to Saturday Market. If you're not over there buying your groceries and stuff, you should be. Um, they need the support. They're local. They're local grown, local vendors. Uh, it's nice to keep it local if we can. Um, that's all. That's that's all I got to say. Oh, where's on this day in history? Am I missing it? Uh oh. Nope. Here it is. You're in luck, folks. Don't worry. <laughs> It starts February 13th. That's today. Saturday the 13th instead of Friday the 13th. How about that? So here we go. And now, 
ladies and gentlemen. In 1972, on this day in history, the film version of Kander and Ebb's Cabaret. I know, I know it well. I love Cabaret. What use is sitting? Um, excuse me. Based on Christopher Isherwood's writings about his time in pre-World War II Berlin, has its world premiere in New York City. This is in 72. Unlike the stage version, the film version adheres slightly more closely to the source material and portrays Michael York's character, Brian, based on Isherwood himself, bisexual. So I do remember that part. I was, uh, I was shocked and aghast. <laughs> but, but you're supposed to be shocked just about everything in, in Cabaret. It's a wonderful, now it seems really tame. You know, we've had La Caja Fall, which uh, I, you know, uh, I guess that would be the modern day version of the Cabaret. But, it, and that had just so many antics. If you haven't seen La Caja Fall, I recommend it highly. And in 1990, on this day in history, 13 airmen expelled from the U.S. Air Force for after a four-month investigation into homosexual activity at the Carswell Air Force Base in Texas. And when you were found gay in the military, you weren't just expelled; you lost all your benefits. You were it's a dishonorable discharge. I don't, you know, I don't think it was dishonorable. I take that back. But I think that you lost all your benefits. Um, it was uh, not necessarily a dishonorable discharge, but it was a discharge for other reasons, of course. But we're way far beyond that now, and I hope it it's, it stays that way. In 2012, uh, Washington State becomes the seventh U.S. state to legalize gay marriage. Good on Washington State, just up the coast from us. You know, there's us, then there's Oregon, and then there's Washington. Someday when I get my motorcycle, I'm going to take the PCH all the way up to Canada. That would, wouldn't that be a fun trip? Oh, my gosh. Uh, on February, which would be tomorrow, uh, 1984, in Sydney, Australia, Elton John marries recording tech Renate Blulel. Close friends claim he has found a cover, not a lover. Boy, is that true? <laughs> now he's married to a man. So, you know, but such was the times, you know, 84. Uh, I mean, a pop artist with a ton of songs out and, um, you know, you just don't want to um, set the apple cart and lose all your apples. In 1988, three lesbian guests on the Oprah Winfrey Winfrey show are introduced as women who hate men. Oh, please. I don't know. I don't I don't think I've ever met a lesbian and I've met many <laughs> that I would they would call themselves lesbians as I would and that has been hateful. I mean, maybe to their spouse when they have an argument but not to to gay guys. Um matter of fact, uh they're very helpful, <laughs> thoughtful and caring as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Oh, come on, Oprah. She must have needed some headlines, some 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 eye grabbing headlines for her program that week. It was the ratings were down. <laughs> anyway, so I, I I digress. On February fifteenth, in nineteen eighty, William Fredkin's cruising opens nationwide and is blasted by critics, gay and straight, for its depiction of homosexuality. But also, as one critic puts it, its narrative loopholes and unconvincing plot twists. I agree. <laughs> it was, it was a, 
the movie was a mere curiosity. It wasn't uh, a movie. It was just a curiosity looking in, I think, I don't know, because some of the plot twists were so ridiculous. Anyway, I digress, as I do frequently on this show. In 1989, a Los Angeles Jury Awards Rock Hudson's ex-lover, Mark Christian, $21.75 million in damages for the emotional distress he claims to have suffered upon learning that Hudson had AIDS. The award is later reduced to $5.5 million. Still, a lot of money. <laughs> I was digging through my office and I found a penny stock certificate I had laying around. And it's worth 50 cents a share now. So now I can go, go to McDonald's and get a cup of coffee with it. I digress. And night in February, in uh, February 16th, why did I toss that in there? Because it had something to do with uh, Grand Jury Awards, Rock Hudson. Oh, millions of dollars. Yeah, that would be, that's a connect. I'm not losing it. I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> On to February 16th in LGBTQ history. In 1990, famed pop artist Keith Haring. Oh, I loved Keith Haring. Died of AIDS at 31. Six months earlier, he had been quoted as saying, the hardest thing is just knowing that there's so much more stuff to do. He was a subway artist that did a lot of, that were like, there were like uh, pencil line drawings of people in the subways, black and white. It was all black and white. And uh, he had a tremendous following. And, um, is a, was a sad loss. Yeah, Keith Haring. Got to check it out. February 17th on this day in history, Chicago's new gay rights ordinance takes effect. It mandates fines up to $500 for discrimination based on sexual orientation. How about that? Yay, Chicago. I've always liked Chicago. I, only time I spent there once was on a in the airport many times, yes. But I did spend a couple of days there and we were uh, on a bar. A bar convention. How about that? And we toured all the bar, many of the bars. It's quite an interesting perspective of a major city when you just see the bars. There's got to be more to life than just that, please. And February 18th on this day in history, going moving on in 1966, while we're going way back, the first meeting of the Coalition of Gay Rights Groups will become uh, that will become North American Conference of Homophile Organizations takes place in Kansas City, Missouri. wonder if they're still around. Conference of Homophile Organizations. Hmm. North American Conference. And the last on this day in history, you'll be glad to know, is February 19th. In 1974, the Pat Collins Show a morning program on New York's WCBS broadcast live from the Continental Baths. <laughs> wow. <laughs> In 74, the station only receives one complaint about the episode. So, you know, I have to say that I probably didn't know what the Continental Baths <clears throat> were really all about. <laughs> There'd been more complaints. I, I, I mean, that's my assumption. I don't know. Uh, pretty risque thing to do. So uh, glad you're here. Glad you're uh, with us on this uh, cloudy Saturday morning. But we're we're undaunted. <laughs> we're we're doing well. Next, we'll get up to the my world news. I call it now. It's not just about us. It's about the world. <laughs> 
Anyway, we'll take a short uh, uh, liven up your morning. Get get her extra cup, get an extra cup of coffee, maybe two or three, and um, and wake up.
Okay. <laughs> Is our blood flowing now? Are we sufficiently awake? I think so. <laughs> that was Dinka and, and Venice Beach. It's um free on the on uh I forget which service I got it from, but anyway, it's it's a great wake up and have that coffee so I can get the get the blood flowing and <laughs> Embrace the world. Yeah. So let's to continue with our news. We got some good news. You know, I do my best to find positive or good news, but I have to say there is still a lot out there with regards to LGBTQ and diversity in general, people being different and not being accepted for being different. Just uh, anyway, good news. Biden signs foreign policy memo putting us at the forefront of global LGBTQ rights. How about that? Uh, This is uh, World News, and it's uh, North America and the United States, Uh, in case you live under a rock. uh, President Joe Biden has issued a historic memorandum memorandum committing the United States to promoting LGBTQ rights on the international stage. Released to the public Thursday evening, the memorandum on advancing the human rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex persons around the world directs American agencies operating abroad to ensure that the United States diplomacy and foreign assistance that they promote and protect the human rights of the LGBTQI plus persons. It calls for agencies to combat criminalization of LGBTQ identity or conduct, protect LGBTQ refugees, refugees and asylum seekers, addresses human rights abuses affecting LGBTQ people in work, with like-minded nations and international organizations to combat discrimination. Wow. Oh, I'm just winded, just all that information. There are approximately 70 countries around the world that currently have laws criminalizing same-sex relations between uh, consenting adults, according to the Human Rights Watch. Uh, Barack Obama issued the first presidential memorandum directing U.S. agencies aboard abroad to promote LGBTQ rights globally in 2011. Biden indicated his order builds on that historic legacy around the globe, including here at home, brave lesbian, uh, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex activists are fighting for equal protection under the law, freedom from violence and recognition of their fundamental human rights, Biden spoke. Uh, The memorandum reads in part, the United States belongs at the forefront of this struggle. Speaking out and standing strong for our most dearly held values. It shall be the policy of the United States to pursue an end to violence and discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, or sex characteristics. And lead away by the power of our example in the cause of advancing the human rights of LGBTQ plus persons around the world. Thank you, Joe Biden. I, you know, on that, um, here's some statistics, and I I just, I I mentioned them a couple months ago, but it's worth repeating. Same-sex marriage is still not allowed in 167 countries. Homosexuality is still a crime in 74 countries or jurisdictions around the world. 14 of these uh, impose the death penalty, and five of these uh, up to life imprisonment. Hate crimes against 
LGBTQ plus people are still a reality. They're frequently involved torture, cutting, and mutilation. Between 30 and 40% of LGBTQ youth attempt suicide, a rate 1.5 to 3 times higher than non-LGBTQ plus youth. During 2019 and 2020, a surge in violence against transgender and queer people has been observed in European countries, India, and America. So... Uh, so, uh, yeah, there is a good movie about pride. Um, that's P period, R period, I period, D period. And it's on YouTube. Uh, it's a documentary and, um, it puts a positive spin on what's accomplished and, and some of the past that has been difficult, but it's a good, it's kind of, it's uplifting at at the end of the day. It's uplifting. So, Moving on to more news, here we have a Pete Buttigieg picks gay Navajo Nation member as assistant transport secretary. Whoa, we're going all out here. Now, what is this? A gay gay, um, Navajo person? You know, I've gone over this before, folks. They believe that they embodied two spirits, gay people, the male and female, rolled into one. And uh, they were very much part of the culture of Native Americans, as well Native Hawaiians. So until Christianity came along and uh, colonial standards, whatever, those colonial people from the UK. I love the UK. Sorry, Lynn. I love the UK. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the newly sworn in transport secretary, Pete Buttigieg, has chosen a gay Navajo Nation member as one of his assistant secretaries. Gay Democrat Arlando Teller was, until now, an Arizona state representative and formerly served as deputy director of the Navajo Department of Transportation. He will now take on the role of deputy assistant secretary of tribal affairs in the Department of Transportation. Having officially resigned his seat at the state representative on Monday, February 1st, Teller told the Los Angeles Blade elevating Indigenous nations by the Biden administration only invigorates and encourages me to do more. Representation matters. How about that? That gets my blood flowing. <laughs> and then and then we have this news. Um, <laughs> this, this is just too, but I, I, I think I, there was an article fairly recently. Here's another one. Now we're on to Asia and Iran particularly. Iran, Iran cleric, people who are vaccinated for COVID have become homosexuals. That's for you, Brian, homosexual. I hate that word when you say it like that. Uh, but I digress. On uh, the 7th of this month, an Iranian regime cleric in the holy city of Qom on Tuesday issued a homophobic rant against people vaccinated for COVID-19 claiming that they became gay after receiving the vaccine. That's one side effect I didn't know was, did you? Ayatollah Abbas Trabazian wrote in his Telegram social, on his Telegram social media platform, they have a Telegram. I don't have Twitter. <laughs> well, they're behind the times there. I can't believe that must be a like Twitter. I, I can't imagine. Anyway, it says, don't go near those who have had the COVID vaccine. They have become homosexuals. The radical Islamist has uh, nearly 210,000 followers on his Telegram account. 
Again, there's a telegram. It's got to be a new thing. <laughs> uh, Tabrazian has his story of anti-Western medicine views. Last year, a video showed him, showing him burning Harrison's Manual of Medicine, in which he argued that the Islamic medicine has made such books irrelevant, according to the article on U.S. government Radio Farda website. The Iran, an Iranian dissident who fled the Islamic Republic of Iran due to repression told the Jerusalem Post Sunday that, like other uh, clerics in the regime, also Trabazian, Trabazian relates all the sordid shortages to sexuality. The city's uh, the cleric in Iran suffering from lack of knowledge and humanity. Well. I'm sure he has some very scientific evidence to back that up. Not. <laughs> so, I didn't know. Boy, but people better be careful with that COVID vaccine thing going on. I can't wait to get mine, let me tell you. Um, I think I'll feel much better knowing, uh, feeling more confident out in public and around my friends who I haven't been around for so long. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully everyone gets it and we're all mingling again respect uh, respectfully and honorably and you know, in good taste all those things i don't want to make, make it sound like a, a love fest out of control but there might be some of that <laughs> it's been too long i gotta get back in the swing of things i i need i need i need my hugs i need hugs hugs <laughs> oh my god uh so we have actually have some good um, news in Spain. Let's see, that would be uh, in in Europe, specifically Spain. Spain proposes proposes making it easier for trans citizens to change gender. Great, great. It's something here's something nice for the trans community. Spain e- equality minister has drafted a law that would allow transgender people to change their gender identity. How about that? On Wednesday, February th- three. The Spanish Equality Minister introduced a bill which would amend Spain's existing legislation on changing gender. Currently, to change gender in Spain, the individual must undergo medical and psychological exams for several years or several years of hormone treatment. Why don't you do both? In the newly proposed bill, the process is acquiring, uh, a, of acquiring a gender change will be made more accessible. Individu- individuals aged under 16 would be able to change both their name and gender at a registry with a statement. I guess that's all they need. This would remove the need for medical checks and or hormone treatments. The draft bill was part of a political agreement signed between Spain's Socialist Party and the Andias Podemos, Podemos, according to Spain newspaper El Paris. Irene Montero of the publication, leader of the Equality Ministry, met with over 20 LGBT collectives to discuss and finalize the proposed law. Non-binary representation is also considered uh, in the proposed bill. The new legislation would recognize the rights of non-binary binary individuals and suggesting the possibility of removing the gender category on relevant certificates. Good on you, Spain. I have not been to Spain. Um, 
you know, Queen Isabella was there. She 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 commissioned Columbus to come here and rape and pilfer uh, what he could, you know. <laughs> oh, boy, I probably get a few phone calls on that one. But, you know, as we discover more about our history and the reality of the history and, the, and less about some of the whitewashed commercialism of our history... Uh, it's it's shocking, and Columbus is no exception to that. If you if you dive a little further, Nikola Tesla is a victim of that. When he was um, very powerful individual, very smart, very brilliant individual that came here to the United States, and Thomas Edison uh, helped him, and then did everything to impugn him. J. Paul Getty uh, helped him, and then when he found out that he was going to give electricity away to everyone, that everyone should have free electric service. You couldn't put a meter on it. Then he did his best to also uh, disarm Nikolai Tesla. And he sadly, um, sadly, at the end of his life, was uh, a poor man and not nearly recognized for his brilliance uh, in all the science that he contributed now I think it's just a really cool thing. There's Tesla automobiles, Tesla electric, Tesla this, Tesla that. And uh, he's finally got his comeuppance, you know. There's some great documentaries about him particularly and uh, and our culture in American history and big business. And and it's, it's I don't know, it's just very interesting. I, I find it very interesting. Maybe some of you won't know. But anyway, I, I digress again. <laughs> Um, in in uh, Asia again, in India this time, Mangalaru, in a first Congress, elects a transgender as office bearer. See the transgender. This is the week of the transgender. Uh, life has been a roller coaster ride for 32-year-old Sanjana Chavaldi, but consistency and dedication made her the first one in the community to become a general secretary at the Mangalaru City South Block in, of Congress. Born in Kogelban village, Dandeli in Uttar Kannada, about 14 years ago, or meet, reached Malagara Garu about 14 years ago. After trying her hands successfully in various fields, including acting, she is now determined to work for her community and bring them the mainstream society that she feels is possible as an office bearer of the National Policy Party. While working as a cashier in a restaurant in Mangalaru, I engaged myself in social services and was part of Congress for many years as an ordinary party worker. The society also looks uh, at Malangama Rock, now they put it, as beggars, sex, worker, sex workers and thieves. So she's she's really... She's really had a rough road, and she's really doing her best to make a difference. And so we should applaud her. Uh, Sanjana Chalvada, Chalvadi, Shalavadi, Shalavadi. Anyway, that's in uh, India. India's, you know, they uh, dropped their, they decriminalized um, gay sex for the most part, but it's it's still... Culturally, it's still really repressed, but, you know, at least there's progress, you know, and um, 
progress begets more progress, I suppose, you know. Hopefully there's more steps. Um, okay, now this is not so good. Lawmakers in 19 states are cloning Idaho's transgender athlete bill. So Idaho, I lived in Idaho, and I thought they were very progressive. But uh, Idaho, Utah House Representative uh, Kara Berkland, a Republican from Morgan, introduced HB 302, which would require public school athletes to play on teams which aligned only with their sex at birth. So say you were born, uh, and by the time, well, by the time you get to high school, time you're 18, you're, you become a man and you were a woman or vice versa. You can't play on the boys team or the, you have to play on the girls team because you were a girl to start with. Even though you look and act and, and physically uh, represent a boy, that's what they're saying. You have to you have to play on the team sex that you were born with, uh, and I I just don't see the I don't see the point. I don't see why it's important. Similar this is where it gets interesting. Similar legislation has now been introduced in 19 states, according to the Equality Foundation, a LGBTQ plus advocacy organization. Idaho's passage of this bill was really just a moment that taught other states that this bill may be something they should move on forward on. Uh, she, she called the bill a solution in search of a problem. Yeah, I agree. Idaho's law awaits legal review in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Oral arguments in that case are, repres- are expected to late <clears throat> in late spring said Courtney Chappella, advocacy director for The Legal Voice, which, along with the American Civil Liberties Union, has is suing Governor Brad Little and the state of Idaho over the bill. Well, I wish them luck in their lawsuit. <clears throat> uh, it's just like one of those things, I don't, doesn't make sense. I mean, what's, what's the big deal? <laughs> Uh, oh, um, and then we go on to Europe again to Russia. How's our time doing? Um, to Russia, and um, I, I think last week I talked about the two gay men that were <clears throat> uh, returned from Moscow to Shekin. Sh- 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 oh, I can't say it now. Shenik. Sh- <laughs> Anyway, to that other country, <laughs> Shania, that's not right. I say it all the time. I'm so sorry, folks. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm missing, an, uh, I'm a court low on coffee. Um, anyway, he's, they've opened the country that they got pushed back to. It's open a terrorism investigation. The two men who fled the region last year but were arrested in Mo- near Moscow last week and forcibly returned because apparently – they're being gay, and uh, their ages are uh, 20 and 17. I, I can't imagine how horrific that would be to be arrested in Moscow and sent back to a country that's persecuting you for being gay. Why would they spend the time and energy on something like that? I mean, <coughs> law enforcement, and it makes no sense. <laughs> and then um, in... Uh, Asia in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, Putrajaya yesterday said 
it is opposing a call by newly minted U.S. President Joe Biden for the superpowers agency to protect the rights of sexual and gender minorities globally. So there's some opposition to to Biden's um, doctrine. Malay Daily, Barita Haran reported religious affairs minister Datuk Zilkufli Mohammed, let's just call him Mohammed, as saying that the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender community is violating the norms of human behavior. Uh, in whose book? Uh, that's what. That's my comment. This is because is it against the Islamic law? Oh, and we do not support any campaign that is labeled as LGBTQ in this country. He is quoted as saying, referring to the federal government, using the initials that also indicate intersex and queer persons. This matter has been accepted and acknowledged by all cultures of Malaysian communities. Overall, Malaysia, saying that everyone agrees they shouldn't allow them. And that is it. So that's... uh, that's Malaysia in, in Asia. Asia, Malaysia. Now, on to Thailand. This is interesting. Thailand has kind of been considered uh, very gay-friendly, but there's a dark secret, so they say. Thailand is not the LGBTQ paradise. We think so. We think it is. Thailand is, consist- is consistently hailed as one of the most LGBTQ-friendly countries in the world. It holds international transgender beauty pageants, offers quality gender reassignment surgery, and was the first in the region to criminalize gender-based discrimination. The government has leaned into this queer-friendly image in tourism campaigns, but the members of the local LGBT community say the reality is very different. You might have heard that Thailand, especially Bangkok, is the hub for LGBTQ people around the world, but that's just for tourism. As an insider, I feel like the Thai society allows LGBT people to express their identity, but they do not support by policy or by law. Stigma and discrimination still exist against the LGBT community, uh, said um, Kathawat. <laughs> I'm not even going to try her last name. Co-founder of the Thai, Transger, a, tri, thai tr- Transgender <laughs> Alliance and lecturer of at the university told Vice World News. So while they put up a good front, the backside is not necessarily holding true. And I'm unanimous in that. What time is it? It's 9.49. We're going to take a short music break. Uh, I was scared of pretty girls and starting conversations
Sorry about that. Uh, Sammy just wasn't going to cooperate. <laughs> I apologize. This is KX 104.7 Human Crafted Radio here in Laguna Beach, California. This is Craig with Rainbow Radio. I'm here every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I talk about the news, uh, of the global news on the LGBTQ uh, community, things local in the LGBTQ community. And I have radio guests, which I have coming up in the next two radio shows. You'll be happy to know in the next guest is three i'm gonna get this right i'm gonna get this right um it's uh about three fam uh three adults in one family uh three male adults in one family and one child and three dogs and they have a book out naturally dads and a baby Three dads and a baby. They have an Instagram channel, a place too. Anyway, I don't know who's going to be this week or the following week, but uh, either they're going to be next week or the, or the week after that. But just suffice to say, folks, that for the next two weekend, I have some very exciting guests. And I can't wait to get back to do some interviews. It's been a kind of a long stretch here with the COVID and and being careful. So we've uh, we've worked it out so we can do Zoom. And uh, I will send an announcement out about it. You can you can uh, Zoom with us if you would like to, and, or just observe on Zoom. Uh, you can watch it uh, simulcast on Facebook if you want. Or you can call in, or you can even text in. I don't know if people know that, but if you use the request line here at KX104.7, uh, we get a text message, and we can respond to that too. So there's no excuse. There's all kinds of... <laughs> All kinds of uh, uh, ways to get a hold of us here at the radio station. I uh, keep an I, I have a few minutes, and I do have one other news article that I found that I thought was very much worth sharing. We've been talking about uh, in Russia how 
Well, it's against the law and rhetoric. You can't spread propaganda about the gay. And, and it's really um, some horrific stories coming out, including people murdered on the streets for being gay if they're activists or uh, people just disappearing. And um, so this is a... a this is coming about now, which is good news, I believe. Uh, Russian film director Andrea Fenochka says his online series about queer young people is important for the LGBTQ, LGBTQ people in a country that bans gays propaganda among minors. Fenochka's uh, uh, Here I Come series that debuted last fall is marked as the only avail only available people of old, that are older than 18 in accordance with Russian law. He said Tuesday that Russian audience has welcomed the series, which he has described as a romantic story that mixes mystics, dreams, and everyday life. Probably a lot of what they need. <laughs> we have met with very positive, supportive reaction from young viewers because they finally see the presentation as part of society, not only in English and Korean, but also in Russian, he said. It is important for them to feel that they are not alone, they are not in isolation, they are not banned. Therefore, uh, the interest is very large. Homosexuality was decriminalized in Russia in 93, but anti-gay sentiment remains widespread. In 2013, Russia adapted a federal law banning propaganda of non-traditional sexual relations among minors. The law has been widely criticized as effectively blocking any public discussions of homosexuality why authorities have argued it is intended to protect the interest of children. You know, got to protect the children. They might see something that's gay, right? Ida May. Ida May's coming in. You know, I got some good news. Good Happy news. Valentine's Day, but I want to tell you some good news about gay folks. Oh, well, by, by all means. Well, the Girl Scouts of America support trans kids no next yes. the boy scouts well boy scouts kind of been disbanded <laughs> well, they got their own problems but yeah. the girl scouts those little girl scouts i just oh, bought good. three packs of cookies we're all human beings here well we are you know i bought so everybody buy girl scout cookies buy yes buy that's the message of the day now also that mr pillow is is getting some pillow competition i should mention that uh is uh, uh, I can't think of his name, but the one of the young survivors of the uh, shooting, mass shootings, is uh, been is advocating a, a new pillow, and he's got money behind it. You'll see more about it. But keep your eyes open for a new pillow. It says a lot. Don't buy the pillow, guys. Pillow yeah, don't buy Costco. the no. Buy the from Costco. Yes. Right. Anyway, we're going to take it away with the one music song, and Ida will be back on the other side.